Hello, and welcome to the Huguenot Chapter Number 88 podcast. I am Josephine Maisonnet, the current matron of this chapter. Today's podcast reading is titled Ritual. The lecture is written by worthy John Mullen, the patron of this chapter. So, let's begin. Ritual is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Definitions by their very nature are limited, and this definition leaves a lot to be desired. Graduations, anniversaries, marriage, sweet sixteens, swearing-in of politicians, installation of a worshipful master, and the many other sundries events we celebrate with rituals, marking those occasions and raising them to a level of importance, we all recognize, thereby giving it, and the participants a certain reverence, which often include reference to deity. Including deity in our rituals, raise them to a solemn event that joins man with deity to sanctify the importance of the event and those taking part in them. Rituals are performed to significantly identify the persons or group involved in the ritual and marks them apart in society, groups, clan, social, religious, political, or the mercantile bodies. The role ritual plays in any organization is to motivate and move us and bestow a certain dignity on the occasion, or raise us up to important positions of prominence, or to become a part of a greater group, or that of the elite. Through ritual, we build families and community, we make transitions and mark important events in our lives, we express ourselves in joy and sorrow, and perhaps most importantly, we create and sustain identity. Writer Alison Bone says, quote, our ancient ancestors used the bond of ritual to create ties of kinship necessary for survival in a world rife with dangers. Ritual formed structure and hierarchy and helped define their place in the world, which in turn led to early forms of worship such as totoism, animism, and paganism. The oldest known acts of human ritual date back 70,000 years to a cave in the Tisoldilo Hills, Baswana, known locally as the Mountains of the Gods. Here, in 2006, archaeologists discovered evidence of Stone Age humans making sacrificial offerings of spearheads to a stone python. According to the creation myths of the Sans people, man is descended from the python. End of quote. Rituals have played a much more prominent role in the lives of people in the past centuries, going back to our ancient ancestors. Most of the ritual was religious in its nature. Societies were defined by their ritual, bound to it, and the solemnity and importance of these rituals were ever-present. Those in society whose role it was to perform the ritual, to preserve the ritual, and guard its sacred sites took on commanding roles in their communities and societies. For example, the Celts of Western Europe and the British Isles were dominated by the Druids. 
the Druids represented a powerful and mystical religion that had its basis in nature. Paganism formed the basis of the Greco-Roman world. The Greco-Roman world is where Christianity was to grow and flourish, eventually becoming one of the world's dominant religions. All of these religions were ritual-based and played major roles in the lives of the people whose lives they touched. In ancient cultures, rituals may have included human sacrifice and or animal sacrifice. Mesoamerican cultures use the ritual of human sacrifice to ensure a good harvest or success in battle. Ancient Romans performed ritual animal sacrifices before any major event. The ancient world was a fearful place, and ritual helped to deal with the uncertainties and fears of the world by appeals to the gods. As modern religions emerged, ancient rituals were absorbed into new forms. Religious leaders understood that communal identity is created and consolidated through shared experiences. Ritual behavior, established or fixed by traditional rules, has been observed the world over and throughout history. In the study of this behavior, the term sacred, the transcendent realm, and profane, the realm of time, space, and cause and effect, have remained useful in distinguishing ritual behavior from other types of action. Alison Bone states, According to David Emile Durkheim, a French sociologist, the reference or object of ritual is the belief system of a society, which is constituted by a classification of everything into the two realms of the sacred and the profane. This classification is taken as a universal feature of religion. Belief systems, myths, and the like are viewed as expressions of the nature of the sacred realm, in which ritual becomes the determined conduct of the individual in a society expression a relation to the sacred and the profane. Ritual is primarily concerned with the sacred the sacred being that which brings us close to each other in a very deep sense or in the even deeper connection to God. Invoking deity in our rituals is the ultimate intimacy. We commune with the ultimate, unimpeachable authority, calling upon that deity to sanctify the participants partaking in the ritual. The Age of Reason a period of enlightenment beginning in the late 17th century and lasting into the early 19th century was an intellectual movement that changed the way man looked at his world. This movement emphasized reason, science, individualism, skepticism, and humanism. This movement was to diminish the role played in the ritual in the world, especially the Western world. The Age of Reason was to call into question the very nature of God. The role of religion in the West slowly diminished and as such ritual began to be seen as a quaint reminder of the past. Ritual has had to take on a new and different role in modern society. While ritual still has a role in society, it is often symbolic. It is no longer of profound importance 
to the community or society that it had in the past. Yet, there are institutions in society that have held fast to ritual, and whose ritual plays a profound role in the lives of people it touches. Freemasonry and those fraternal orders that exist to bring people together with a common goal has held fast to their ritual. Freemasonry and its concordant and appended bodies are bound by ritual. The Order of the Eastern Star is an appended body of Freemasonry and as such has its own unique rituals. OEA's ritual is expressed through the mode of opening and closing the chapter, the conferring of the degrees, of installation of officers and other duties, which constitute a system of ceremonies which are called ritual. The OES, as with all of the Masonic family, are bound in ritual. Some may ask, why the ritual? Is it necessary or important? There have been those that think ritual is a thing of the past or out of date. But to many, the essence of any fraternal organization is the ritual. The ritual binds us through a shared experience and a shared understanding of the sacred. Obligations are taken, secrets are shared, and ritual is experienced. The OES ritual, like that of the Freemasons, is a shared experience. From what we know of the founding of the OES, the ritual dates back to the Rococo period of the late 18th century France, the era of enlightenment. Further research of the OES ritual may very well reveal a profound and deeper spiritual and ethical understanding. The ritual binds its members by a common experience. The ritual is one that lifts the spirit and unites its members through the use of allegory and prayer. Like Freemasonry, the ritual is symbolic of life, life is a journey, and the journey is of enlightenment, and the understanding of that journey end with the unity of man with his creator. The members discover this by the rite of preambulation. This journey impresses the idea that the order, as well as any learning process, is progressive. You must begin to arrive at knowledge. It teaches also that life is a progression for each of us to travel. Through our ritual, we are able to reach into our past and experience that which our forebears did before us. Freemasonry and the related bodies here share a special bond. Freemasonry can trace its origins back to the antiquity for its beginning, maybe not its actual formation, but its ideals and concept, and by that very same logic, the OES. It reaches back into the ancient mystery school of ancient Egypt, a place of learning that influenced generations of Greek philosophers such as Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, that very philosophy that has helped shape the modern world. The OES and ritual are bound together. It is a rich heritage and important in our secular society. A society of sound bites and social media that is often the least social. The OES is a place to connect with other like-minded people through a shared ritual 
and a common experience. I hope you have found this lecture enlightening and interesting. As a closing, I will recite a poem written by our own OES poet, worthy Colleen Myrell, from the Beacon Light chapter, titled "Lord, thank your blessings." Lord, thank you for your blessings and the gifts you have provided. Please teach us to love one another in a world that is diverse and divided. Thank you for listening, and farewell.